I want to send a shout out to this dumbass who made our city look like crap over the weekend on the San Antonio River Walk. Uh, here's the headline. Intoxicated man is hospitalized after falling off the roof of a San Antonio River Walk restaurant. Uh, the man is now in a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The police were called to the 500 block of the Riverwalk. It didn't mention the name of the restaurant around 8 p.m. on Saturday after a diner reported that a man fell from the top of a nearby structure. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see how that's a little disturbing where you are having, you know, dinner with friends or family or you're just hanging out at the river i don't hang out at the river walk I, I i'm not a fan of it uh, i've been there plenty of times because i've lived here all my life but i don't go hang out at the river walk i i just hope this guy was not a local right i mean because i feel that i have to be careful here because i don't want to offend anybody but i feel that um, I don't think that we're wanted as a local. I don't think you're wanted downtown, right? Because they charge for parking for everything. I mean, you go to River Center and you're paying an arm and a leg to, to park your car. I know when I have to work downtown, I hate it. I mean, I have to find a place or get dropped off. Anyway, that's beside the point. I just hope that this jackass who was because they said he was inebriated and he was causing all kinds of havoc uh, around the patrons and all of a sudden he started climbing up uh, a, a ladder or escalator thing i have no clue what he was doing and all of a sudden all of a sudden he he's on a roof somewhere and he slips and he falls and he lands right on the sidewalk of the river walk what a jackass. I hope you're not a local or you that was your if you're or you're a local and that was your first time to the Riverwalk and you're like, "Fuck, I drank some MD 2020. I feel great. I want to fucking just get I just want to party, man." And you make yourself look like a jackass. Or it was somebody from a convention who's in town and was trying to show off to their group like, "Hey, I can go to San Antonio. They won't do anything to me here." And I can act like an ass. And that's what happens. <laughs> that probably was it. It was probably some guy with a convention, a local, I mean, a, a convention that was in, t in town for the weekend. And they, he decided he had too much, too many margaritas. And he decided that he was trying to impress maybe a female in the group and do this. And he ends up in the hospital. Anyway, what a jackass. Speaking of crazy, um, I know, I know me personally, I have a lot of superstitions. 
I've had for years. As as a, a growing up teenager, I always did. I wore a wristband, or I would wear a certain bracelet, or I would put it on a certain way, or uh, even now, nowadays, I, I mean, I do have my own superstitions. How about you? Do you have a daily superstitions that you go through every day? When you, so as soon as you wake up till you go to sleep like I do. I know I do. I know that I do. I know that I, as soon as I wake up, I go do my routine, and it consists of going to the restroom, um, you know, Washing, brushing, doing whatever you do, floss, doing everything that you have to do in the morning to get ready. Uh, but when it comes down, after you do your shower, uh, you go into your room where you get dressed up. And that this is for me. I always have to put, I wear uh, three stud earrings, diamond stud earrings. And they have to go on. I have to put the left one on first. It's one two, and then three. That's the way they go on every time. It doesn't go on the right side first or from the top to the bottom. It's always with that that left side first, the first hole in my ear. Then uh, after that, I get my bracelets. If you see this white one, that one always goes on first. This last, This black one goes on second, and then this third one goes on and then the other ones are optional but that's the way it is one two three that's the way they go on and then my watch goes on okay it can't be the watch goes on first and then my bracelets doesn't work that way and then with my socks it's always the left one left one goes on and the right one goes on the left shoe goes on, it gets tied, then the right shoe goes on and gets tied. It doesn't go any different than that. Even if I'm wearing boots, the left boot goes on, on and on, right? It's crazy. We all have these little superstitions that we do, and it carries on. The sports, the reason I'm bringing this up, you ask, you're like, why is he talking about this? Is because our guy from the state of Texas Patrick Mahone is in in the news today because, I mean, here he is. He's talking about, he was on the Monday night thing that I hate with the Manning brothers. I don't like that thing. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I hate it. I don't like it. I think it's pretty tacky, and it it just kind of takes away from the game. And I know plenty of people who love that, who love that little segment where they're talking over football. But I do that with my friends. I don't need to have the Manning brothers do that for me. I do it on my own. So anyway, they had on Patrick Mahomes. They've had on Barack Obama. They've had on, you know, musicians, artists, a bunch of different cool guests. I mean, I guess it's a cool little segment for them. And it's working because obviously, I mean, they get it on ESPN too, I guess. Or I have no clue where it's at. I don't watch it. I remember a host I was working with and producing for we would always have this debate, and I was like, dude, it just takes away from the game. I rather watch the, the play-by-play call and listen to that instead of those two idiots. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, Patrick Mahomes comes on, and he <laughs> he goes on, and he the, uh, Eli Manning brought up on uh, in the interview 
that uh, Adam Schefter and a former chief backup quarterback, Chad Henning, uh, in which Henning said that Mahomes has worn the same pair of red underwear for years. And everybody kind of looks around like, really? And I'm kind of going, um, and what's wrong with that? There's something wrong with that. You know, couldn't you just do something like eating the same pregame meal? Did it have to be the red underwear? <laughs> well, you know, um, well, first, my wife, Brittany, got them for me. So I had to, I'm not, not throwing y'all down, but I have to wear them, you know. But uh, at the same time, I threw them on that first season. Um, we had a pretty good season that season. I only wear them for game day, though, so I can't get – they're not too worn down. They're not like these, like, nasty – I clean you them. Wash them. Um, you wash them? I do. Oh, I wash them. I wash them every once in a while, at least. Is it a thong? Um, is it a G-string? What is it? I mean, if we're if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. You know, like I gotta just keep keep it rolling. So uh, you know, it, as long as I'm winning football games, uh, I'll, I'll keep the superstition going. So I guess uh, you know, and he's like, if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. And I get it. I get that. I I lived like that for a long time, and it was a secret because I didn't want to tell. Hey, dude, I don't wash my jeans or my underwear in certain situations. Right. And he's like, <laughs> if we're in a hot streak, I can't wash them. Mahomes continues as, as long as I'm winning football games, I'll keep the superstition going. And that's a thing. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a thing, guys. It's a thing between us guys. I, I know the guys do it. And I'm so curious to see if women do that. What kind of superstitions do you ladies have? I mean, come on, ladies. I know you're out there. I know you're listening and I wish I had Stacy on right now. I'm the new co-host of Inside the Man Cave podcast show with me, Johnny Compion. Uh, she'll be on sometime maybe uh, later on in December or in January. I'm not too sure. She's got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm giving her all the space and time she needs. So, But I'm so curious. I need to text her and find this out. I, I'd like to know that. And then I'll pass that on to you guys. Right? If ladies have that, if ladies uh, have any kind of superstitions that they, maybe they don't wash their panties or, <laughs> yeah, it just sounds bad. It sounds disgusting. We don't want to hear that. I know, I know our ladies don't want to hear like, hey, you don't wash your underwear for how long? For two months? Yeah, well, damn, every time I score, <laughs> I feel like, man, I'm on a hot streak like Mahomes. Dude, I scored last night. I'm not gonna change my underwear out. I'm wearing these. I'm wearing these fuckers out. These are the lucky black and and silver We're ones I wear. The chick with big boobs. <laughs> yeah. We are ready to do you now. Yeah, that. It, it, <laughs> it, it's funny because it's so true, and it makes the headlines. And I see that, and I'm like, wow. Okay, so, so I'm not that crazy. And I'm going to bring something up right now to you guys. You guys are going to go, oh, you're disgusting, bro. But I do not wash any of my jeans. I wear them, take them off, and put them up. It depends. If I work in some pants or different stuff, I, I will wash those. But certain jeans that I wear to go out and do certain things, uh, I don't wash. I don't feel the need there is to wash them. It's like one of those superstition things to me. I don't know. How do you feel about that? And I'm sure you're like, that's disgusting, dude. And yeah, it is. It is. But I wash my socks. And I wash my underwear here and there. 
Um, and, and we do that in sports. There's guys that will do that. Uh, they will not wash a jersey. They will not um, wash a jersey, a hat, or whatever. Whatever you do. Like there's a pair of stance socks that I own. And if you if you have a pair, if you own a pair of stance, you know they have that little logo where your ankle's at, right? Well, I have a pair that was just a limited edition pair of, of socks that I bought. They're really cool socks. I bought them in Vegas. And um, so I was like, oh, these are really different. So I switched them out one day. And the logos are the inside instead of the outside, right? So when I put those pair of socks on, those pair of stance socks on, I make sure that that logo is on the inside. Just just those socks. Not any other socks, just those socks, okay? So you, you probably think I'm crazy, but... Yeah, those are the socks that I keep on. And I wear those. Those are the only specific socks that I wear with the logo on the inside. And they're cool. I dig those. If I'm going out to a nice place for dinner, I'll pull those socks out. And I'm like, okay, I'm wearing this. Put them on the left side. Da-da-da-da. And what else? What are other things that I do? Because I am very specific on how I dress and how I do things. How I brush my hair. Um... Uh, certain things I put in my hair, I don't know, and they're all super stiff. If I'm not, if I'm one step off, and I leave the house, I feel like, oh man, I don't feel right. I need to turn around. I need to turn around and make this right. Go and change. I, I have done that before. That's pretty crazy. Where I'll leave, and I'm like, okay, I'm two blocks down. I forgot that I did this. Turn around, go back, change. Change whatever part or piece that goes on my body that didn't go on right, and I'll go make it right before I go and do what I need to do. Especially if it's something big, like if I'm going on a job interview or if I'm uh, doing a big show or I'm doing a big project. I just believe in that. So it's pretty crazy how <laughs> you know we see that and we're like, oh, that's so dumb. I can't believe he's doing that. Uh, but... It, it's it's the way it is, man. I mean, you might laugh, but it's so true. I mean, we, we're creatures of habit, right? We're creatures of habit, and that's the way we operate. If we operate any other d- different way, then the environment, nothing is right for us. So we're like, hey, uh, I, don't, I feel like I'm, everything, my chakras are not, are not lined up. I feel like... Uh, Things are not right. Things are not balanced for me. I need to change it up. What do you guys think about that? Tweet at me. Oh, wait a minute. X at me on X at Johnny Compion and let me know. Let me know if you have any kind, especially the ladies. I want to know if the ladies have any kind of crazy superstition that they do before games, before they go out, before they do yoga, before they go to work, before when they come home from work. What are your superstitions, ladies? I want, I want to know. Let me know.
The countdown to U2 in Las Vegas is on. We, I mean we, us, because I'm taking you guys with me, is on. The countdown is on to the live concert in, in Las Vegas at the Sphere with one of my all-time favorite bands, U2. And yes, we all know it's not the original lineup. The drummer's out. He had back surgery and he's still recovering and I'm okay with it. We still have the Bono, we still have Bono and the Edge. So there's no question about it, it's U2 to me. And if you are not a fan of U2, I apologize. And I know a lot of a lot of people don't like U2. Um <clears throat> I'm a huge fan. So it's going to be cool because it's my birthday month and it, who doesn't like being in Vegas? But you know what? There is a few things that I'm concerned about. The F1 uh, race is going to be, what, next week in Vegas and they reconfigured the whole strip uh, because that's where the race is going to run through and they rerouted a bunch of things and you can't, through bridges and They've closed certain areas like you can't go see the um, the uh, fountains and there's a lot of main attractions that are blocked off and there's other ways to still see them, but you have to kind of make the best of it, which is kind of a bummer because... I mean, you pay a lot of money to go to Vegas and all of a sudden you got to deal with this. And it was disturbing when they started cutting down trees in front of Caesars and all this other stuff. And I'm like, really? Why? You didn't do it the year before and the year before that. Now you got to cut down trees to put down more grandstands in front of, in front of the Bellagio. It's just a shame. It, it's so, it, it, it's horrible. The pe- The local people there are so sick of it the traffic is even worse everything is bad right now in vegas because of that so yeah i'm not looking forward to that part but i am looking forward to going and spending a few days with family and friends yes um my two brothers will be there in las vegas and um one of my brothers, he's going to turn 50 next year, in the beginning of next year. So, yeah, we're going to celebrate. It's my birthday uh, towards the end of December. Uh, and we're together as, you know, we're, we're all together for the first time in a long time. And there's no other things, no other agendas. Uh, we're just there to, to kind of just hang out for a few days and just kind of kick back, drink a lot eat a lot, and enjoy each other's company. So I'm so looking forward to to next month, December, in Las Vegas, especially with you two. Um, I've said this already to a few people. I don't know how I'm going to react. Being in the sphere and then being listening to Bono sing live, um, it just brings a lot of emotions, you know, up to light for me because um, losing one of my best friends earlier this year, Joe, Joe Earl, 
He was a huge U2 fan. I was a huge U2 fan. And we would always listen, you know, when something new would come out, we'd sit there and we'd puff on something and have a drink or two or three or four and get deep into U2. So now it's come, kind of come full circle because he got to see him at the Alamo Dome when they played here an Octune Baby tour. And I didn't, so I couldn't afford it then. But now I'm going to go to Vegas to see that the Octune Baby in its entirety in Las Vegas. So to me, it's full circle. Uh, it's going to be a pretty emotional ride. I'm glad I'm going to have my brothers with me and, um, and all the good company that's going to be around me. And we're all going to celebrate and we're going to have a good time. I love talking about music. I could, I mean, this, you know, music is something that I really, I mean, people are like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut the hell up. La, 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 la. Everybody always knows more than you do, right? So I got a question. What would you rather see? Would you rather see Jeff Tate Perform the Jeff Tate Operation Mindcrime Band because that's what he has now. It's not Queensrÿche anymore because it, it, he's already done that. He's already done. He's already done Rage for Order and Empire, which was cool as fucking hell. And yes, it was. You know, you had to t- to check that out because if you never got to see that early on, then you missed out with the full band with Chris DeGarmo. Scott Rockenfield, you know, Eddie Jackson, Michael Wilton, and Jeff Tate for Rage for Order, the Empire, the Operation Mind Crime Tours. If you never got the experience in that, so this is when you come into play. They're still doing it. It might not be the way it used to be, but it's still good. It, it takes you there, right? It gives you a little taste of how it was back then. So now... The Queensryche version with Todd LaTorre, Michael Wilton, Eddie Jackson. Who else is in that band? I don't know the drummer's name. Um, and Mike Stone's in it. Mike Stone's back because uh, they lost a guitar player who was really cool from Seattle. I really loved that dude. He was he fit perfect. He was another he was a big part of Queensryche. Uh, Parker Lundgren. One of my favorites, fucking badass guitar player. Now he has his own guitar company, and that's what he does. He sells guitars. He goes around the country, and he, he buys awesome guitars, axes. I think it's called the Axes of Evil. And um, he sells guitars. Makes a lot of money, I'm sure, because he's selling some freaking expensive guitars. And he's got access to some awesome, awesome guitars. So anyway... Queensryche is revisiting their early years by performing the 1983 self-titled EP and their 1984 debut of their full-length album, 
the warning in its entirety. Wow, a career first for that band that consists of the originals is Wilton and Eddie Jackson. Every all the other three guys are, or yeah, who is it? Two uh, anyway, yeah, though they're that's all the originals too. Two guys, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll answer it for you. I feel better with the Jeff Tate version. I mean, I'd love to see. I'd love for Jeff Tate to do the self-titled EP and the warning in its entirety. That would be awesome. I got to see that. I got to see both of those in its in the in prime when they first started out, uh, and that was a treat for me. I don't know how it would be now. I'm sure it would be okay, but it wouldn't be the same it was when you had DeGarmo and you had Wilton uh, and you had Rock and Field all together collaborating. Um, yes, I think Todd Latore can pull it off, of course, uh, but it's not the same. He is no Jeff Tate. Fight me on it. People, I've had this conversation with a few people, and they're like, oh, dude, you don't understand. No, 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 dude, I get it. Uh, I don't feel, I had one guy tell me, well, Jeff Tate can't do those songs anymore. To hell he can. Yes, he can. The, The guy works on his craft. He does different styles and versions of songs. And he tries to be very eclectic. And, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of people do not get Jeff Tate. So, um, you know, it, it's weird how everybody's opinion is different when it comes down to this debate. Uh, I, I, I want to go see it. I'm definitely going to go see it. I'm sure it's going to come to the Aztec where you have to buy, uh, what was it, about four or five years ago. When we saw Queensryche with Latore and uh, Eddie Jackson and Michael Wilton, it was, my brother was in town. It was his birthday, birthday weekend, and we were paying $20 for 24-ounce beers. I can't imagine how much it is now. $25, a, $27 a 24-ounce? A Shame on you guys. Shame on you guys. But we're paying for it because... <laughs> We're paying for it because we want to drink. We love to drink in this city. We love to drink. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm i all for it. You know, I, I love the fact that we're going to keep this going. At some point, it's going to end because I'm sure Eddie's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's done. There's no more. Wilton, you're on your own, dude. And Wilton says, that's, that's it. I can't do it anymore. They, uh, they've mentioned uh, Jeff Tate was on with Eddie Trunk on Trunk Nation. And, uh, of course, uh, Eddie Trunk is a professional. And he asked, is there any way that you guys would ever reunite? And he said, Jeff Tate said, there was a large amount of money that was presented to both sides. And they never answered. And the other side said, we don't know what you're talking about. That is a lie. So there you go. There, there's no way that this band will ever be in the same room again with Jeff Tate. And that's okay. You know what? Their time is gone. If you do not have uh, Chris DeGarmo and Scott Rockenfield with those guys and Jeff Tate, it's still gonna, you're just going to be like a tribute band to me. 
That's the way it feels. Because the Tory, he's he's awful at it. I mean, he tries. I give him credit, and he's he gets upset. He gets very offended. I've I've tweeted at him, and he gets offended. Anything you say, he gets very defensive. Um, and hey, you know what? When you do that, it kind of shows how shallow you are. You don't have to acknowledge what you know people are talking about. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. There's no no reason for you to acknowledge what we're kind of talking about on social media about you or the band. You don't see Michael Wilton jumping out and say, dude, hey, hey, he's never done that, or Eddie Jackson. So anyway, that is that. It doesn't matter. It, it'll never happen. Uh, the tour kicks off in March 22nd in Houston, Texas. No essay dates yet, but I'm sure it'll land at the Aztec Theater sometime in March maybe in April, uh, and maybe I'll see you guys out there. Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds. I, I love it. Bite My Head Off is, is a fucking cool tune. I can't believe these guys are still doing this, right? I cannot believe that they're still doing this. And when I heard this song, Bite My Head Off, I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. I dig it so much. Uh, and then from who it's coming from, the Rolling fucking Stones. You know, you hear it, and I, I've already listened to the whole vinyl. It's so good from the beginning to the end. It's the Rolling Stones, man. But this song stands out to me so much. I, I like it. It's it's explicit. And that's what I dig about it, that they're doing that, and they're like, hey, you think I'm a grandpa? Listen to this motherfucker. And it's hilarious. I, I love it. It's edgy to me. And I, I love the song. I hope I, I like to introduce you guys to new stuff, right? So this one right here is a new song from the new Rolling Stones. And I hope you, you add it to your playlist because it is so cool. <laughs> 